This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 22nd, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. The consequences of the errors of the CDC and FDA have been substantial as COVID-19 spread throughout the United States. But the tasks that we give these agencies may have given the public a magical view of safety. That is, safety is not a yes or no question. It implicates how much you're willing to pay for an answer to an important question and how much you value some risks against others. Peter Van Doren is editor of Regulation Magazine. He suggests maybe it's time to unbundle some of the tasks given to agencies that, among other things, are asked to manage the dissemination of knowledge. What I wanted to talk about today is the generic problem in scientific issues, which is we we have the problem of how to acquire and think about knowledge. We have to think about how to pay for knowledge. And then we have to think about how we use knowledge to make decisions and whether we have to do that collectively or not. And this incredibly weird FDA apparatus that we have is is the result of choices about these three things that don't have to be bundled together, but they are. Rather than pay for knowledge directly through public sector funding or nonprofit groups uh, raising money for research or anything like that, the way we fund knowledge is by tying access to devices and to drugs through um, you need permission from an agency to use a device, and then the agency uses that inability of anybody to access the device as a way to pay for knowledge by requiring the the sellers of devices and the sellers of drugs to pay for knowledge ahead of time before they get permission to sell. We don't have to do things that way, but that's what we do. And tied to that is also the issue of the public doesn't think of safety as a probabilistic continuous issue. It thinks of it as yes or no. And that that yes or no view of safety, which comes from a legalistic FDA approach to things, also compounds the problem, which is something safe or not safe. When in fact, there's no such, one should never use language like that to describe safety. It's how much safety or how less safe is something. And what are the costs and benefits associated with the device or the drug which has some negative safety effects, et cetera, et cetera. So, so there's a, a, a kind of narrative conceptual apparatus that's not well suited to talk about these things. And the FDA does what it does because we've told it to do two things at the same time, which probably, in our view, shouldn't be tied together, which is the development and acquisition of knowledge and the access to the devices and drugs about which that knowledge is developed. So, uh, I- in general terms, which should the FDA be doing, if either? My sense, I mean, again, from a, an economic slash libertarian standpoint, knowledge has pure public good aspects. So, the question of once knowledge exists about something, then it's difficult to restrict consumption of that knowledge to those who pay for it. So, in a uh, private economy, the question is, is it possible to privately pay for clinical trials in such a way as to acquire knowledge about the 
the aspects, the benefits and the costs of both devices and drugs, and then somehow fund that separately from access. And the United States has not figured out a way to do it, nor, nor has any other country, actually. Um, and the question is whether Bill Gates Foundation and Cato donors and others would set up nonprofits in which, in effect, they fund research for the betterment of mankind, and in turn, access to drugs and devices is not restricted uh, because it's no longer tied to the development of knowledge. The development of knowledge is completely separate from the access to devices. So in the corona epidemics, it's the same thing, right? There's, there's thousands of tests. There's serological tests and there's PCR, uh, polymerase, polymerase chain reaction, uh, RNA virus detection tests. And there's many of them. And they have different properties. And some have more false positives and more false negatives than others. And so in, that, in, in a libertarian world, we'd have that zoo of stuff. And then we'd have to have a discussion about, oh, which test did you use? And do you, why do you trust it? And who, who verified it? And then we'd have um, some you know, nonprofit entity uh, that like Underwriters Laboratories or something like that that said, okay, we've, we've tested this test and we think the following about it. So you'd end up with something like modern economics, which is Harvard Department says this, and the Chicago department says that, and then the UMass Amherst people say this, and then users of that knowledge and economics have to sort through what do we think about their tests and their regressions and their, quote, scientific study. And the problem is we're, intellectuals are comfortable with that, but we've inculcated the public into thinking there's an answer to the question of whether it's something is safe or not. There is an answer as opposed to a whole bunch of answers, and it depends on how worried you are about both false positive and false negative errors and things like that, and the cost. And so instead of having an adult discussion, we've degenerated into, is it safe or not? And in turn, the FDA is charged with making that decision, but in fact, it's not really a scientific decision. It's actually a, a value choice given the knowledge that we have. Uh, that developed both privately and publicly. So the FDA has halted uh, a coronavirus testing program that uh, Bill Gates has funded. Uh, what in their mandate caused them to do so? Um, the it's not again. I'm more think more scientifically about these things than legally. So my understanding of that one can do research on things and and on tests as long as they were for for research this is the same problem that i think the university of washington ran into right they were they were running a flu study a normal flu study and they had all sorts of vials of people's uh, blood and fluids in storage and then they were going to test them for corona this and corona that and that's fine and then they said oh well, let's Let's let the public use our results. Well, then the FDA says, no, then you're selling something. So the, the law distinguishes stuff done for research purposes, which they do not regulate, and then stuff that would then be used by the public, which legally they control and do regulate. Um, so that's, that's the, the dust up that Bill Gates has gotten into, which is, in effect, 
trying to, instead of just do research, which isn't regulated, do something that would eventually uh, result in something that was given to the public. Uh, and that's under legally under FDA purview. There are a couple of things that I, I think ought to make this uh, pandemic different than almost any other circumstance that the FDA might deal with. One, time is a factor. And, uh, un- and two, uh, there are uh, billions of interested parties uh, in getting to uh, more solutions or mitigation with respect to this coronavirus. How should that change the analysis? How should that change the authority that the FDA has? Um, well, again, the issue, the, the meta issue prior to this is um, individuals would what economists call kind of update and change their priors about the relative costs and benefits of various kinds of errors, given the urgency of the, the situation. And then the question is whether really that needs to be collectively decided or not, right? And so under current law, the FDA, in effect, has to collectively decide that for the whole country. And then the question is whether it should and or legally can update its decisions. And under the emergency use authorization process that we've heard about uh, in the last few months, legally, the FDA can update. In fact, uh, for the serological tests, right, the, the detection of antibodies, not the detection of the virus, but the detection of whether you have been infected or not. The serological tests, the USD, uh, the, sorry, the FDA actually did have open season for a month. They said, all right, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're, we get the political pressure and we're going to, we're now going to allow Cato land and we're going to allow open season. Anybody can do anything on the serological tests. So whole bunches of them were shipped in from China, and a bunch of them were fraudulent and wrong and this and that and the other thing. So then the pressure grew, oh, we've got to update. So then they went back to, oh, no, we're going to control the serological tests. And in fact, you have to provide evidence to us of whether they work or not and against what templates they were tested against and, and that. And again, in the Cato world, all of that would happen anyway. And the question is, can, for libertarians, can we get the public to be comfortable with the fact that there is uncertainty and fraud and dif- and elites and scholars differ about knowledge and about the accuracy of tests, just like in all intellectual endeavors. And we've tried to get the public not to think about all of that and to sort of say there's some omniscient entity out there that can, quote, figure all this out and, and then decide whether something is safe or not. And so for us to get into what a, a world better for us, we'd have to change the cultural views on safety to be more accepting of uh, there's always going to be disagreement about about devices and tests and whether the costs and benefits of them are worth it or not. And you then have to develop a set of people you trust and whose judgments you trust and uh, about to guide your decisions about those things. And that's that it's going to be a while, I think, before we are able to, to get to that, because we need to do an enormous public education problem about um, all the issues I'm talking to you about today and 
None of that has taken place. Instead, we just go, the, the, we just bat the FDA back and forth between whether it's too risk averse or not risk averse enough, right? And we just, we just go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, depending on the episode. And that back and forth misses the point, uh, which is we shouldn't have to engage in the back and forth because we shouldn't have a collective decision about uh, appropriateness of risk given people's attitudes towards risk differ and um, uh, some people might want a lot more certainty about things than others. And there's no way around that, I I think. And, and, And the FDA is charged with something that's basically impossible, which is to make a collective decision about all these things and then update in real time in a legalistic environment where they get they get criticized no matter what they do. I'm surprised anyone works there. Peter Van Doren is editor of Regulation Magazine. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 